Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, ladies and gentlemen, bit of an update around all things Liverpool search for a sporting director, Liverpool search for midfielders, and a few other bits and pieces as well. So, the ever-reliable and ever-trustworthy and a good friend of the channel, Jan Agafjortov, has been tweeting about Liverpool search for a sporting director. And this is what he said. So, Fabrizio tweeted to speak about Liverpool's uh, search seemingly been over with Schmetke, the new sporting director, likely. But, as Jan Agafjortov has tweeted to say, he understands the three-month deal just helping Liverpool out in this transfer window and that it won't be a long-term appointment. Now, look, maybe if he comes in, does a really good job, maybe this changes, I don't know. The latest on Arlie and many future as well is one that really has caught my attention today. And again, I want to know your take on it. So, according to 90min, uh, Liverpool will be interested if Real Madrid were willing to either sell or loan early and show many obviously Real Madrid have their sights out on Jude Bellingham by the looks of it there's a piece that came out today as well that says that they could try and make a play for Kylian Mbappe and Bellingham in the same window certainly one worth keeping an eye on there uh, moving on to other stories today that have caught my attention uh, Alexis McAllister so everybody's probably seen the post on social media many people have been sharing it the lads of transfer room ourselves at Anfield Agenda and many more and it comes from Cesar Luis Merlo and again roughly translated what he's posted is Liverpool is advancing more and more for Alexis McAllister the proposal is already under analysis by his father and agent uh, they go on to say the contract and this is where there was a mistake says December 2028 they mean the end of 2028 so it'll be the end of that season so you'd be looking at a five-year deal signed by Alexis McAllister and the final decision will be made when Brighton finish this season so no surprises there you know, he wants to focus on getting Brighton as high up the table as possible. Brighton, of course, want to try and bag themselves from European football. But I do get the feeling, based off what I'm reading and the vibes I'm getting, that Alexis McAllister is very, very likely. Now, before I move on to speak about Manuel Ugarte and the reports coming out of Portugal, just a bit of an update um, that is an exclusive, according to the friends at Transfer Room, say, Sasha Tavaleri has said, Romeo Lavia's agent has met with Liverpool this week. Currently, the clubs that are most keen to get him are Manchester United, Liverpool and Chelsea. Now, 
Will it come down to either Lavia or Ugarte? Is there a preference there from the club? Hand on heart, I don't know. But to get back to the stuff around Ugarte that was brought up earlier on today, Record, who are an outlet in Portugal, have said Liverpool are now front runners for the signature of Manuel Ugarte, having watched the player intensively in the last few matches, would have been expected to arrive from Liverpool uh, for Ugarte soon. Could he become a Liverpool player? Well, more news from there is that he apparently has a fifty-three million pound or sixty million euro release clause in his sporting contract. Does that mean Liverpool will go in and pay all of it in one go, or will they look to maybe agree on the fee but structure the payments? I would be very surprised if Liverpool went in there to pay the full release clause uh, and just bring him straight out of there. So for me, I would think it's probably a bit of negotiation. Let's see if the fee matches. Let's see if we can get him in. But oh, uh, for him or Lavia, what are we saying? Let us know in the comments. Who would you rather come in? Would you rather the Southampton player or would you rather the one that we all really want let's be honest which is Manuel Agarte obviously we were on Nicolo Barella watch tonight as well I'm recording this just after Inter Milan have beaten AC Milan by two goals to nil Barella played a part in the first goal and put in a very solid performance for me so I'm on board get me Barella get me McAllister get me Ugarte, and I'm good to go for next season but on the Bellingham stuff um what a window that would be for Real Madrid if they could somehow pull a Jude Bellingham and a Kylian Mbappe out their backsides while also having a midfield of Camavinga, uh, Schumann still there, Modric, Cruz, Valverde. If you bring um, if you bring Jude into that and you add into that, then of course Kylian Mbappe coming in in the attacking perspective with the signing of Hendrik down the line, it's very worrying, right? You're thinking to yourself, how many more European Cups do these feckers have to go? I would imagine quite a few. Now, there's one thing that I wanted to just bring to your attention today, um, and that is the fact that Liverpool are apparently still a little ways off in their search for investment. Uh, one part that came out today suggested that it could be the summer before FSG and Liverpool and the two banks in question, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley. So apparently the summer is when they're whittling down any interest to the, the really interested parties. But my fear here is, are Liverpool going to be a little bit too late if they take on investment is there already money there for fsg have they put it aside or are we going to see a situation where uh we're told that again well it hasn't happened before the summer transfer window and you know we tried and all this i don't know i'm a cynic i don't trust fsg so for me i want to see the proof of the pudding being in the eaton and i want to see liverpool go out and sign players but i want to know what your takes on that are so the piece that i'm reading from said redbird capital will not be participating in the investment search that fsg are currently conducting which is expected to move to an advanced stage during the summer after potential investment partners were identified through an initial search led by Mike Gordon and facilitated by Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Now, of course, if you want to read this for yourself, the Echo have a piece on it. I say definitely go over there and have a read of it. Uh, Monkey Duffy LFC said, Barella would be amazing. I don't see us getting him. Camavinga is unreal, said Lil Maddie. Barella was class. Ugarte for Jamie. Yeah, I look, I want Ugarte, McAllister and Barella or Gravenberch or somebody else. But yeah, they're the three for me. How many players are Liverpool after in the summer? I would say five. It could be four, depending on how many we bring in a midfield, depending on if we can find a fullback that fits the scope of what we're looking for. But, you know, you would imagine three midfielders, a centre-back, and potentially a fullback. Maybe a backup keeper, actually, if... Um, if Cuevin is sold, but I don't think that's really... I wouldn't count that as a signing as such, if you get me. It's more just filling a role than bringing in somebody who has a long-term future. It seems we're going for a more steady, older pair of hands based off what I've read. 
Do we, do you think we need a right back? Oh, this is so, such a tough one to answer because the answer should be yes. I do think we need a right back, but we also have two very good potential right backs in Bradley and uh, Ramsey. So we're probably at a point where they're not ready. Is it worth us going out and spending a load of money on another one? I think if you could bring in a steady as she goes right back for a bit of cover, maybe, but I'd rather, I'd feel more comfortable if we brought in a fullback who could cover both sides and maybe, maybe even toyed with the idea of selling Costas. Our new system is very reliant on Trent staying fit. I mean, is this a new system or is this just us seeing out the season with Klopp being able to find a way to get the best out of Trent? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. You know, I don't know if we're going to go into next season and Trent's going to continue in the exact same role. Let's wait and see. I, I'm intrigued to figure it out and find out what happens. So, Redbird Capital. I was reading a story earlier on in the Echo that was speaking about Liverpool's search for investment and basically ruling out Redbird Capital as being an option for Liverpool to take on more investment in the summer. But there was something in this article that I read that, I won't lie, it worried me, it disturbed me, I find it grubby, and I want to know what you think about it. Let me read it out to you and then give me your take on it. So the piece again in the Echo, if you want to go and have a read it for yourself, it says Redbird Capital Partners, the American investment firm that has an 11% stake in Liverpool owners Fenway Sports Group, has raised almost $2.5 billion for its latest fund uh, to invest into sports. Redbird's fourth fund has raised $2.3 billion of the $2.5 billion goal so far. This is the part to me that it gets grubby though. With $750 million of that figure having arrived from Abu Dhabi's international media investments, a private firm controlled by Sheikh Mansour, the owner of Manchester City. Now, I don't know about you good folks, but uh, it doesn't sit well with me that people who own a sizable stake in not just Liverpool, but all of FSG have taken on $750 million investment from Sheikh Mansour in their round of funding. Don't know how you guys feel about that. Don't know, I'm sure it's legal, but just because it's legal doesn't feel right. And for me, this feels grubby. And this is the side of football that I don't like. And in an ideal world, I don't want anything to do with Manchester City, their owners, or their money involved in Liverpool Football Club. So when I read this earlier on, to say my jaw nearly hit the floor is an understatement. Now, I'm sure that there are people out there from the finance world who are going to tell me that this is all tickety-boo, normal practice, whatever. Feels grubby to me. I don't like the sound of it. Someone who owns 11% of Liverpool or FSG taking on three quarters of a billion uh, in funding to raise money to buy into more sports, brands, franchises, whatever. I want to know what you guys think about that. So let me know in the comment section. Do you think this is normal business practice? Does it feel a bit grubby to you? And is it something that concerns you? Just want them to invest anymore. Liverpool could care less where they shove the, the, them dollars. Uh, Matt says, don't want them anywhere near us. They can keep their money, said Ella. It sounds like an exploited loophole, said old Devlin. Grubby is the perfect word, said Ash. Yeah, it doesn't feel right um, for me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It does, the lines are just too blurred for me. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, look, I can't put it any other way. I don't like it. Matt said, don't want us sending up on each other. Well, it's got nothing technically to do directly to Liverpool, Matt. It's Redbird trying to raise funds to invest into another sports club or franchise. And the, the number they're looking to raise was two and a half billion. They've got 750 million apparently invested by 
um, IMI, I think that was the name of them. And it won't directly have anything to do with Liverpool, but they are part owners of Liverpool. So it just feels fucking grubby. Yeah, look, I'm, again, the whole thing about that Redbird investment, it's not, probably not, well, it's clearly not legally wrong. It just feels ethically, morally grubby. I keep coming back to that word because I can't think of another another word I you I can use better than grubby. The sporting director is here till Klopp leaves. All I've I, I I again I'm not saying you're right or wrong. All I'm saying is I've seen a few reports today that it's a three month role. Um, after look, I I don't know. I don't know much about the dude other than he spent five years at Wolfsburg. Um, in a, the fan base doesn't seem pleased about him as a sporting director. I don't know much about him myself. Um, yeah, look, I'm. I'm I'm in the I don't know much about him category definitely. Why are we not trying to get Ralph in as a supporting director? He has a he has a role, he's the Austrian manager, so he has a job at the minute. There's an article on the new sporting director on the transfer marks. Thank you, Mavro Pick. I will certainly have a read of that one. Because yeah, I, I don't know much about him in all honesty. I only heard his name for the first time the other day. Um I remember reading something from Nico Kovac, who I think worked with him over a six month period, said he's got a bit of a weird sense of humour or something. What does a sporting director control? I mean, it's a wide scope of a role and varies from club to club. Uh, He would basically be the conduit between the ownership group and the manager. He would uh, negotiate the transfers usually, um, set the footballing philosophy throughout the clubs at times, making sure that the, the vision of the club and how it wants to play goes right through from the youth teams all the way through to the senior team. Um, it's a very, very, very prominent, serious role. You know, one of the most important at a football club outside the manager. Um, second or third most important role, probably. Am I the only fan who doesn't want Newcastle to get top four due to their cons and time wasting? I don't want them to get top four because they're going to be there instead of us, mate. So um, that's the only reason I don't want them in top four is because it'll probably be at our expense. I've got nothing um, against Newcastle yet. Because I don't think they've taken the piss yet with regards to money and stuff like that. Um, they may well do down the line, but as of yet, I don't. Uh, I don't have a look. You know my take on state ownership. Don't like it. Don't want it from any country, any state owning any football club. But yeah, Newcastle so far they've just been well ran so far and clever. And Eddie Howe's done a very good job. Imagine Pippin United the fourth on the last day. Oh me. Oh ma. I would be, uh, I mean, the nips would be out. That's all I'm saying. The nips would be out. Will be quite interesting on the final day. United against Fulham. Uh, Fulham will have Mitrovic. I, I'm afraid to, to dream, yeah, or believe, you know. And I honestly don't feel like we deserve Champions League football after the season we've had. But ultimately... The table doesn't lie, so let's wait and see what happens. Um, I still don't think we'll get it there, though. Newcastle have spent two hundred sixty million euro. I mean, we can't. We have to talk about Newcastle in pounds, mate. You can't just talk about them in euros just because you want it to sound higher to try and justify Manchester City's existence. Newcastle, what have they done? The biggest money they've spent, if I'm not mistaken, is on um is on Isak. That's probably his market value. So I don't think the, I don't think they've taken the piss personally. I think. You know, what they've done, how they've bought players. And and the fact they had so much wiggle room with FFP as well because of the way the club had been run previously with um 
with the owner who just wouldn't put his hand in his damn pocket. So, for me, I think Newcastle have acted fairly. Certainly haven't been trying to get creative or hide anything that I'm aware of. Or, you know, send money in loops around other companies. uh, Inventing businesses with very little track record of uh, transactions, but yet are able to afford huge, huge, multi, multi, multi million pound contracts using stock Alamy photos of random Asian people for their companies. Um, I mean, we'd leave that to to the, the Abu Dhabi Blues. Is Bellingham to Madrid done? So the last update I got on Bellingham to Madrid was about nine days ago. And it was that, no, it wasn't done. That it was a surprise that the information that had come out had come out because it wasn't that far along. Uh, but if things have changed from then, I don't know, is the honest answer. Did something happen on the 5th of March? It doesn't make a bell, me. Uh, 5th of March. Was that the day that we absolutely whooped Manchester United by seven of our goals to none of their goals. Rings a bell. Rings a bell. Look, I can tell you this for a fact, Sam, that whoever put the story out about Liverpool making a move for Newcastle midfielder Bruno Gamarish, it is absolute horseshit lies of the highest calibre. He's going to sign a new deal with Newcastle um, and that new deal will be announced soon. But there's not. it's just bullshit. It's quite simply just nonsense. And I don't is it AS the Spanish publication? Yeah, it's bullshit. It is just it's not even like miscommunication. I'm saying right now it is bullshit. And they should be ashamed of themselves for publishing it because it's absolute nonsense. But yeah, I mean I don't know why they even come up with that story. You know, I don't know if they're trying to just wind us up because of Bellingham, but it's just not true. And if we were interested in him, why wouldn't he have bought him when he were, when he was leaving Leon, you know? It uh yeah. Now, I've seen Barcelona apparently linked with a, a move, and I don't know where they're getting the money from, but from what I've been told, he's going to sign the new deal at Newcastle. Good player, though. Very good player. But uh, he's loved. He's idolised up north, and um, you can see why. He loves playing for Newcastle. Newcastle fans absolutely love him, and he's been, um, yeah, he's been a good player for them. I reckon it will probably be quite shortly after the season ends that we announce McAllister. I think you're probably right. I get a really good feeling on that deal, on the Alexis McAllister deal, not based on anything other than um, what we're reading and, you know, the momentum maybe that's starting to build behind it. 60 to 70 with add-ons would be a good deal. I think 60 is the number for, that I'd max go for for McAllister. Thoughts on Curtis Jones going forward? I hope he can continue the great performances we've seen at the end of this season, the great energy levels um, and the confidence with which he's playing. So, yeah, I hope... That Curtis Jones can carry that on. So yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna call it a night now, and I am going to uh, say goodbye to you all. And I will see you tomorrow at uh, half past seven for the watch along of the Europa League Copa Conference League West Ham game. So yeah, have a good one. Appreciate you guys tuning in as always. And uh, yeah, I will catch up with you real soon. Take care. Bye bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.